0: Happy Valentine's Day, you wildlings, wherever you are. Welcome to Thrones of Game. This is the Game of Thrones podcast that dares to watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, let me explain there, friend. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show, and joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing?
1: Lick my bloody heart, Ada.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, yes. We just watched Season 2, Episode 9, Blackwater. Oh uh, man! For those of you playing at home, this is the Battle of Blackwater. But Elliot J O'Neill, what just happened?
1: Uh, well, to quote the song "Blackwater Park" by Opeth, which ah. we were talking about at the end of the last episode, Looked up the lyrics. Roar! God oh.
0: damn! <laughs> yeah, man, this is a good episode. Like, wow, there's so much episode to get through here.
1: Yeah, like I suspect we might actually get through it a bit quicker than most because we mm. don't have to cover like this is a single small individual
0: yeah. things. Yeah, we barely. I, like, we go from character to character like normal, but it's all surrounding this one single event. So even though there is a span of time, I was sitting there in the beginning wondering, it starts with Sir Davos on the ship. Uh, you know, and you know, I know where he's going. It's like, okay, is this going to be... Surely we're going to cut away some other things. This is maybe the night before the night they... No, no, this is the night they arrive. Yeah. It's the whole thing. I think that's so good. It keeps... Even knowing what happens in this episode, even knowing how it ends, there's such a great tension running through the whole thing. It was fantastic.
1: It's astounding. This is just um brilliant and brutal and didn't like it was definitely excessive but it always felt like the point and i was gripped the whole time this is a contender for my favorite episode now yeah me too i mean i know like, we,
0: i think it was the season 4 or 3 opener or our uh, closer um, yeah, it was
1: the season 4 finale that yeah, really yeah. had an impact on me and i think yeah it stood out as one of my favorite episodes which could probably still be, because I think that's more true to what Game of Thrones is being, mm. you know, uh, seven to ten non-connected groups. But for one of the battle episodes, which I think this series has like three. Mm. like Three
0: really big ones, yeah. Yeah. Or well, something like that. I haven't counted. Well,
1: them. even the episodes that have like a major battle taking up, like half the episode where there's been a handful of those. Mm. This one's just standing so far and above. There is... Oh, let's get into it absolutely (laughs) so can you
0: pick out of this episode an mvp
1: Tyrion. Tyrion. oh my (laughs) gosh employee of the month is the constant joke but like no question that peter dinklage had to do some heavy fucking lifting in this episode
0: and he certainly did
1: yeah he he had to do it all like he had to do the rousing speech he Mm -hmm. had to uh have his own moments of self-doubt and self-reflection and throwing himself to the wolves and um uh, it's just everything about his performance and Mm -hmm. Even the part where he got sliced, I like Yeah. That, I know he's gonna be okay.
0: Yeah, but, you uh, but felt, I felt. not you felt that. That that hurt physically. Like that cut goes across his face and he's just so shocked and just Mm. lies down is just bleeding and doesn't even know it's it's great
1: well for so many graphic deaths and cuts in this episode where yeah limbs and heads are coming off everywhere like his is that simple thing of when you know like it's simple as when you get a paper cut and you're mm. like oh that probably wasn't that bad and then you look down at your fingers like Holy
0: oh. fuck, am oh, I reading
1: a book of knives? That's really going there. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, he has the same kind of just a, a total stunned moment. You can imagine even from his perspective, it's all just flashed black and then mm. white for a moment. He's just, ah. Yeah yeah
1: and the way he falls and god the confidence that he does does roll into battle when his plans working and then just the drop in his face when he's do- oh fuck
0: me <laughs> I, and, I was like oh wow they really uh, stopped that battering ram and everyone's cheering and i'd like how they're all cheering half
1: man half man yeah <laughs> like, that's awesome
0: um he's it reminds finally-
1: me of the finale when everyone's like bran the broken will be our new leader are we, are we to... set on that name?
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's how I like how, that's how Tyrion launched in this, like, they say I'm a half-man, what does that make the rest of you cowards? Like, mm. oh! Yeah, they immediately just gets their attention by insulting them. That's kind of the, what I like about this episode, and why I think it might be my favourite, is to talk about like, I don't want to talk about an MVP in terms of one character, one scene it's sure. the entire, it's all their scenes for this episode, because it's all seemingly taking, sp- taking place between like a three hour span, so it's not entirely clear, but yeah. um it's all part of the. It's all connected to itself. So I really like that. My MVP. I think I'm gonna throw to Drunk Cecil Lannister. <laughs> oh man! Again, Lena Headey just killing it, but just in such an interesting way. It's just mm. so she's gathered with all the women down in the uh, the keep and is just uh, hanging out and drinking and you know, just. And I think she has her first talk with Sansa that we've seen. All right, as far as I remember, at least um and is all just oh come here dear now what's what's on your mind oh you're a little bit worried you're gonna get murdered don't worry this man's here for our protection but as the thing goes on she gets drunker and starts going you know he's not here to protect us protect us Mm. he's here to kill us all if they actually win and it's like oh shit dark uh and just does it with this kind of drunken oh that's the way of things blah 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 it's yeah yeah it's that I've referred to her in in these seasons as being far more valley girl. This is the valley girl who has a moment of stopping, has that that deep and meaningful drunk. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, God, everything's fake, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I did think those scenes were actually kind of weird, the way that, like, no one else is paying attention to what Sansa because she's not talking quiet enough. No.
0: I I think you've got that disconnect between how you have to stage a scene versus the implication of what it is. So Mm. you want your actor to be a little drunk and a little loud but you don't want all the other women reacting to it constantly. That's going to get distracting from the scene. So No, definitely. It's, it's the opposite of the sitcom, uh, you know, broke guys who can't afford a house somehow have this enormous place, and mm. that's because they, can, they need to have one group over here having a chat while the other group over there don't hear them. It's, you know, a practical thing. This is doing the realistic thing, but then having the fact that no one knows this conversation be the unrealistic yeah. part.
1: Um. But, uh, yeah, I really like Cersei in these moments as well. I got, like, lots of drunk auntie vibes from it as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, her conversation with shay like, what I like about this is, yeah, someone who's definitely inebriated and they're Mm. talking a bit probably more than they should but then they still have the wherewithal to notice you know the the whole curtsy thing there's a
0: great yeah where she's all like oh you're curtsy terribly shows how to do it properly and then it's like i don't know you who are you exactly and she's like you know i came to king's landing 10 years ago so you went from arriving here as a stranger 10 years ago to being in the red keep in ten short years without learning to curtsy. Hmm. And she's like kind of the under the, the the subtext being, you have other skills, don't you? Yeah. You're, you're here for another reason, right? <laughs> she's like basically saying, I've already sussed you out without having to say so. Yeah. Yeah, really good bit. I really enjoyed that. Ah, man. So if that's MVPs, I mean, unless you want to throw like a... a well, just one mention. last
1: on Cersei, like... I had no idea until she was like thumbing the poison that that's who the poison was for. I was just and in that moment I'm just oh god, stomachs dropping out. And obviously I know it's fine. I see that kid who becomes king, and you know he mm-hmm. offs himself all by himself. Yeah. And but yeah, oh, so harrowing.
0: Yeah, it's a tense. Even even knowing how it ends and remembering that you know, uh, Tywin Lannister bursts in and announces everything's fine. I'm here. Mm. Um, it's still a, a tense moment. It's yeah. good. And uh, yeah, they definitely changed the actor who played Tommen, because uh, it
1: wasn't. Oh,
0: that's yeah, that's Tommen. That's. I,
1: I thought it looked enough like him. No,
0: nah, I reckon the um kid who plays the you know uh, Tywin's nephew uh, or... Great nephew, whatever he is—that
1: one that where we got confused by. A yeah, kid. yeah, yeah, because he
0: looks so much like him. I'm sure that kid replaces this kid. Interesting. Like, I got. I'll double check, but um, I'm I'm certain because mm. the other one looks way too much like him. For the, and, m- he looks more like grown-up Tommen than yeah. this kid does. It has. They have to have changed.
1: So where was um tywin lannister this whole time by the way that's
0: the part i'm not really he does really show up at the last minute and this is the only part i have a problem with because it feels very rushed and obviously that's because they're out of time yeah if this had been like a netflix show or streaming service now where they could have run it for an extra 10 minutes i think they would have or
1: if it was game of thrones season six and they had that sort of clout where they started doing the longer yeah exactly when
0: they could say uh come on we're game of thrones we can run for as long as we want yeah um yeah it's just a very rush i'm not even sure what's going on at the certain point because we see some riders show up but i thought the riders were on stannis's side because one of them has a helmet with um the the deer antlers which is stannis's house so all oh, right it, it should be the lion if it was i think i don't know like i said i was confused
1: i did think it was a bit unclear but then yeah when um uh finn uh what's his fucking name uh the iron oh. fist uh when he shows up uh the fucking Tyrell, the Tyrell yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he shows up, it's like obvious. Oh, okay. That these guys that came into the rescue, and even it was a surprising moment. I'm like, oh, so that's how. oh, okay,
0: okay. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, one of those things that's uh, yeah helps fit the puzzle pieces together. And I literally didn't see it coming, even though a lot of things in this show, yeah. I do get the privilege of seeing coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, I think, my only other gripe on this one is, you know, she. Cersei's about to put the poison to Tommen's lips, the doors crack open, and she stands up and is like, it's over! And it's like, no, you just saw soldiers burst through the door when you were just ready to poison your son. Surely you'd be like, oh, they're here now. Yeah. So I kind of wish she'd, like, stood up, held Tommen under one arm, and, like, had the thing to just, like... Wait, about to pour it in waiting to s- confirm her suspicions whether who this was mm. and then sees uh, Loras or Tywin and then is like okay good then drops I do like the shot of her dropping the poison it's very yeah. for, uh, for the audience it's very final it's like and scene <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, it did feel like they rushed to the ending, and which is surprising, especially when they did take their time in so many other places. Yeah,
0: I th- again, I think they had to, and they're like, you know what, just stick the ending. It's maybe it's yeah. abrupt in the books. Who the hell knows? Uh, I also want to throw a quick uh, MVP to Joffrey because he s- switches from being a total cunt to being a coward, but like. Being a scared kid coward, and mm. I have the smallest bit of sympathy for someone I really don't don't like. Yeah. Because he's clearly so out of his depth and he's just standing there and it's like, oh your mother has said to come back to his room. Oh, oh, really? Oh, I but guys, I better I better go. I really want to stay here and fight, but I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go. Yeah. He's like, just taking the out.
1: And I think what's sort of easy for an audience to hate about Joffrey is that, yeah, he acts well at being a petulant cunt, but like we can sort of I don't know. Uh, allow our minds to think that's what he's like all the time and, oh, I want to get him, but this is him showing that he's fucking got acting chops because there is a certain fear that he is getting across um, that is so unique and not... uh, There's a lot of nuance in his performance here, and I'm glad because uh, even I've sort of not looked at joffrey's actors acting as you know a performance sort of getting Mm. lost in the moment of yeah seeing him as a petulant cunt but this was yeah showing his range and yeah it was fucking awesome
0: and a real moment of sympathy is like yeah you're like well i mean not actually 10 but basically 10 (laughs) and you don't know what's happening you're scared and yeah it's it's a moment but that said he's also got the moment of total cuntiness where oh uh, yeah you know he's he's like, someone walks past and says, Sansa, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, the king asked to see me? And then he rocks up and he's like, oh, Sansa, kiss my sword.
1: <laughs> it's really big.
0: <laughs> he's all like, you know, I don't have a lot of time because I've got a whole battle to defend. But however, I do have time to be a cunt. <laughs> he somehow fitted fit into his schedule. Um, I
1: call my sword ass fucker. <laughs> yeah,
0: he calls it like, heart eater because, God, he's just that edgelord. Mm. Um. But yeah, he has a whole, you know, kiss the sword. it's like, ah, and later on you can kiss it when I've got Stannis's blood on it. And she has that little dig at him like, oh, you're going to be on the front lines, uh. are you yeah. fighting Stannis yourself, will you? And she's all like, I don't have time to talk to stupid girls. And she's like, oh shit, I overstepped my mark, didn't I? Mm. Okay, yeah, no, of course you will. And he's like, yes. And, uh, as, and But then again, gives it like a quick jab as well because he's like, of course kings fight on the front line. My brother fight, fights in the front line and never loses. And he's like, yes, one day you'll lick your brother's blood from this blade as well. Mm. <laughs>
1: But in there as well, I think he's playing the fear. Oh, yeah. That he is, it's dawning on him that he's entering into battle. And then when he gets there and sees the actual horror of it, he's not this kid that relishes in uh, the murder and uh, battles and stuff that, you know, I'd seen him claim he would. Hmm. Like, yeah, in this moment, he is a scared kid.
0: He's like, oh, yeah, people get stabbed in these, don't they? Like, fatally. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, even though he sort of had a bit of glee at the fucking giant green explosion mm. like when it came to his shores that's when he started freaking out and yeah oh yeah
0: when they actually land he's like oh there's so many and they're like no we can shoot them with arrows it's cool like, they running away
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, did she want anything no, no I'm gonna I'll, I'll check anyway <laughs> you know what, I'll just see uh, maybe
0: they have some cookies in the back we didn't know about and I can offer you those
1: <laughs> that'll bring morale yep that's, uh, that's everybody a loves
0: thought. a good chewy cookie <laughs> all right uh, we'll move on to nudity there was a little bit of nudity uh, yep. so A little
1: like, bit of nudity to, uh, in the front load of the episode to uh, yeah. <laughs> ease us into the horrors to come
0: Even out the everything else Yeah, Bron's just hanging out in a brothel with some other men And they're all singing Reigns of Castlemere and, you know, uh, having a good drink
1: Is this the only song? <laughs>
0: like, Kind of, it shows up a lot
1: <laughs> It feels like it's showing up more around now I don't know, maybe they got sick of it towards yeah. the back end well, of the show
0: I mean, we don't know how long it's been around or how long popular songs were in the charts. Mm. So, uh, maybe it is just like, you know, Shake It Off or something like that. It's it's, (laughs) it's just blowing up right now. Or whatever the popular popular music of the day is.
1: Was that what Pod was singing when we saw Pipes of Podrick?
0: No, no. He's singing uh, Jenny of the Old Stones. All right. I do really like that one, actually. I cannot... They don't have a version of just him singing it. It's really annoying. Oh, really? Yeah. You can find Florence the Machine singing it. You can find a Ugh. thousand covers on YouTube, but you cannot find just the guy who plays Podrick doing the full version, because there's a second verse he doesn't do, and I really like his version. Mm. Anyway, that's me yelling about stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, she, uh, the, the, yeah. Sorry, him.
1: just while we're here, anyway, what about um the Nationals version of Rainer Castamere? You, yeah. Big I, fan of that one,
0: too? Oh, yeah, huge. I tacked it on to the end of the Red Wedding episode. Ah. Yes, for those who stayed during the credits. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, obviously, big fan of The National myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, have them do a, you know, Matt Behringer's very uh, baritone voice, mm, good stuff.
1: Yeah, I was I was trying to pick who it was, and I said to her at the time, it, like, it sounded like a young Leonard Cohen. Mm. Like, you know, everybody knows.
0: A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah that like kind of cr- half crooner to him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. As mentioned, uh, Serge Tanky, and also has a version. It's, oh, it's pretty good, especially in the second verse, where like he kind of lets loose a little bit more. The rest of it, it doesn't quite fit his pace. I don't think he's right. Uh, it it it, he, it feels like he's restrained against the the mute, the melody of it.
1: Mm. He is like one of those singers that definitely has his low voice. Oh, and that
0: is hard <laughs> oh yeah for sure and it's just yeah he, he doesn't quite know where to go in that song i don't think but it's still a decent version
1: yeah it i did find it like a bit of tonal dissonance from what just happened though mm. i would have
0: yeah it was very weird to end this battle and then with the big triumphant tywin walks in and then cut to the very somber reigns of castle national version so
1: yeah it's it's just one of these like Uh, instrumentation things again Mm. like with the last one where it was like you know Game of Thrones is mostly brass and strings and whatever and all of a sudden it's punk rock and guitars and shit like what the fuck's happening
0: that's gonna stand out to me as being weird forever
1: (laughs) yeah but this was like the opposite version where it was Mm. like mostly droney keys or whatever and yeah baritone uh, semi-poet croony sort of style but like yeah, it was just a, at a bit of odds with yeah. The last the battle,
0: thing we I saw was yeah, characters being elated or grim battle, and mm. then having slow and somber. Yeah, A little weird touch. Don't get it, but oh well.
1: Yeah, not that the end credits really matter, but it's just you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe there's like, oh guys, we got the national to do one. Let's yeah. check it in, you know. I mean, again, season two, they might have still been a little starstruck.
1: Mm. Uh, and they also did uh, the Bob's Burgers 100th episode, didn't they?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they do a bit of Bob's Buskers. So they do Gravy Boat and uh, mm. Bad Stuff Happens in the Bathroom. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Yeah. The <laughs> national, uh, they're going to just release a TV album soon, aren't they?
0: I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> the clip is great too. It's got the band all mm. Bob's Burgerfied and a yeah. Yeah. Uh, singer without his pants on. <laughs> Good stuff. Ah uh, man, let's see. Where do we go? I oh, know. So any more nudity? I mean, just um, you know, some some good little quotes back and forth. I like how she's all like, "Oh, your nose been broken so many times." He goes through discussing yeah. all the times he broke, he's had his nose nose broken while undressing her. But then I kind of like the nudity of she just sits on his lap, and the scene isn't about nudity anymore. It's there, yeah, but it's just kind of like, and she's naked,
1: yeah. And it's the same thing we've talked about where there's blurry naked women in the background mm. as well, where there's no focus. It's just, it then becomes about Bronn and the hound. And it's like.
0: Yeah, this kind of standoff they're having of mm. the hound walking in to get a drink and just killing the mood entirely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they have a pretty nice tense back and forth. I'm like, oh, have they ever fought? I don't think they ever, they've, I don't think mm. they, they definitely don't fight from this point on. Um, and then, yeah. No,
1: ha- this was another episode where there were a couple of pairings that I don't think I'd seen. Yeah. At all. And this was one of them.
0: No, right, Bron and the Hound. That's a, that's an interesting throwdown. I would like to see that. But the Hound has a great line of, like, you know, you come in here and you say you like your, your women and your drink, but what you really like is killing. And we're not mm. too different in the end. And he's like, you're just like me, only shorter. Yeah. <laughs> but then Bron's like, and quicker. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't help but be a smart ass. Oh, and- uh, yeah. He's got it. Uh, But yeah, I do even like in that when he goes, and quicker, that was like... The joke that didn't land with everyone else because, yeah, the hound is yeah. just that intimidating of a presence that oh, yeah. he can literally suck all the fun out of the in room. Fact, I
0: don't think we've ever given MVP to the hound and like a general medal of honor. Yeah. Oh. He, he is so good at this. Like, I would be intimidated as hell. I'm intimidated watching this show mm. and it, there's like a screen in 10 years between the two of us. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: No, oh, definitely. And, oh, actually, he's a part of the other odd pairing that I saw in this episode, which was, yeah, the hound and Sansa.
0: Yeah, and that was a pretty intense so uh, you know, uh what is it, Loris? No. Now the other, uh Lor- yeah, it's Loras, who runs in after getting shot with one arrow, come on. <laughs> and is all like, Oh no, they're at the beach, maybe you should run and you know, Cersei leaves and uh, Sansa then gets urged out by Shay's, like, No, you need to run because if you stay here, this guy who's ill in pain, who is on um, Arya's list. And that's oh, who, right. And that's who, like, he's very NARP face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> despite not being that actor and that actor being in this show and being a different character. Weird. <laughs> but he's just this very stony face dude just standing there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and he's like, look, he'll kill everyone in this room when when they if the soldiers get close cuz that's what he's told to do whereas stannis if stannis finds out that who you are he'll spare you because you're a bargaining chip and so go off hide in your own room you'll be fine and then yeah bumps into the hound and they have a nice little back and forth of the hound being like nah fuck all this i'm leaving and yeah. i can save you and she's all like mm, no but i do like her moment of defiance of just you won't hurt me and yeah. he's all like yeah you're right i'm not gonna <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yeah the hound has hurt a lot of people but yeah that's, Good and if you're walking away from that one. That's
0: what makes the hound fun. He's he's a uh, you know he's got his code somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, you know.
1: Yeah, and I guess that was sort of the interesting part of his journey with Arya, sort of mm-hmm. watching him find it and having her humanize him a bit more. Because yeah, he seems like just such a brute killer. And even in this moment, like he's really showing that whole you know understanding of the world around him. You know, <laughs> Stannis is a killer. This guy's a killer. They're all fucking killers, and they kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah. And yeah, just delivered with such great intensity. Yes, I back giving him a medal.
0: Yes, I'm for that. Just general honorary medal, bling. <laughs> um, seeing as most of this entire episode is violence, I'm going to hold that till the end. Uh, oh. Any any quotable moments you want to go through?
1: Quotable moments. I, I
0: I queued a couple.
1: Um, go for one then while I find one.
0: Uh, yep, so there's a great bit between Tyrion and Brom where he's like, just because I pay for your service doesn't mean, doesn't mm. diminish our friendship. And he goes, oh, if anything, it enhances it.
1: Yes. Oh, <laughs> delicious.
0: Uh it's a great little bit. So yes, we're friends. Oh, well, good.
1: Yeah, Brom just fucking can deliver a one-liner. Like, he really can. hmm I wouldn't uh, be surprised if that guy was also a stand-up comic.
0: Yep, uh, there's a great bit. So there's a... Again, the whole kind of Tyrion MVP, this whole mm. thing starts with him in bed with Shay, and she's asleep, and he's, like, lying awake, and she's like, oh, are you nervous? He's like, yeah, if they breach the walls, they're going to burn every Lannister they find. That includes me. So, yeah. And get it's like that conflict of he may not like his family, but they are his family, and he's there with them regardless. There's something nice about that. And there's a great little bit where he just, she says, tries to say something comforting, and he's just all like, you can't fuck your way out of everything. she's just, I have so far. <laughs>
1: Oh, absolutely wonderful! Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't write full quotes. Like I, I really mm-hmm. have to do some weird interpretations of my, so I don't have anything, Jane, But sorry, it's oh, sorry, a long way. I got, of I got
0: two more. Cool. Uh, there's a great bit where uh, the hound, when the hound leads the charge of men out, he yells, uh, "Any man that dies with a clean sword, I'll rape his corpse." Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, I believe it as well. From that. Oh, back. <laughs> and if
1: those fire arrows get anywhere near me, I'll strangle you with your own guts.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. And yeah, finally, just Tyrion's rousing speech of just, there are brave men looking at our door. Let's go kill them.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, I know we, we can go behind them and fuck them in the ass or whatever it was. Just, ah, <laughs> yep. oh, what a good rousing speech.
0: <laughs> See, that's how you do it. Theon Greyjoy in the later episode, who, to be fair, I think was meant to not be doing it well. Mm. Uh, but this is a good rousing speech. It's good fun. I do like it always requires a rousing speech to just get people together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun. All right, um, so yeah, let's move on to violence which i don't normally yell however my there's gosh. a lot
1: of violence here oh man let's start with a big fucking green explosion and from this moment on i got a smile on my face that did not leave until uh, the episode ended this oh yeah fucking awesome
0: this looked incredible and i love that even again the tension of this episode is amazing so this ship one ship is sailing out and they're all like uh knock arrows and draw and they're just waiting like It's empty, what the hell? And then it goes a little bit faster, so it's leaking, um, The the, what do they call it, wildfire out the back? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you're uh, uh, familiar with Acquisitions Incorporated, Green Flame. Oh. Yeah, sorry, just a bit for the, well, me to understand (laughs) uh, when I re-listen to this. Don't know if we've got any other crossover going on there. But yeah, and then just, boom!
1: Yeah. If I remember correctly as well, I thought the um, when they used this to blow up the citadel, sept, 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 it looked a little silly. Like this one, I thought was artistically beautiful. Like, oh yeah, it's just going against the indigo of the night sky, and mm. like, and then they start introducing actual fire next to it to show its role on it. Oh, it yeah. just...
0: It looked incredible. And just these ships getting obliterated. And then I really like the ships collapsing as well Mm. because some of them haven't sunk immediately. They're just so damaged, they just start falling apart, taking some dudes down with them. And it just looks looks amazing.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, uh, Davos as well just getting fucking KO'd for this round.
0: Yeah, and we uh, meet Davos' son uh, f- for the first time, obviously, because he dies in this episode. Uh, he's on oh, b- was we'll well, he his son? I assume that was, because I know Davos' son dies in this battle, and uh, oh. he was talking to him, and he seemed like a nice boy. Yeah. Too bad. They uh,
1: argued about the amount of gods.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Obviously, uh, he's been converted over to Galaxy Brain, mm. but uh, yeah, it's that's that guy. Okay. Now we yeah. see him.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, this was one of the scenes that of the episode that I thought I would have cut. <laughs> like, I get that it's sort of you need to do calm before the storm, you know, show um, the uh, the human element of the soldiers that are about to go into battle and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But it Which- was a bit wishy washy for me.
0: A little bit, but again, I guess we like. I barely remember this guy. Yeah. I don't even remember seeing him on the first watch through. But I forgot a lot of characters because it's hard to know who's important until sometimes they're dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. So they talk about faith for a little bit. We get almost a shot-for-shot recreation of Saving Private Ryan when we go down into <laughs> Is the, that like. Right? Well, I mean, it looks like because you know, I mean, to be fair, most battle scenes tend to look the same. But um, mm. there's padding across these soldiers, all just you know holding their gear and looking, uh, thinking ahead of what's going to happen, and then one vomits, and it's like. Yep, that's exactly what happens in Saving Private Robin.
1: Not just vomits, but vomits into an overflowing fucking crate barrel. Like, just a
0: bucket of vomit, we have to assume. Well, I mean, maybe they pre-filled it for effect. I don't
1: know. <laughs> no, the actors actually filled that up with their own vomit. <laughs> fucking methods up there. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, that, that's the way you get it across, I guess? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Stanis Baratheon's army are all Stanislaski. I don't think he was a method actor guy never mind no you had that 100%
0: dude Stanislavski was uh, well he was um, very much in the vein of it has to be real and uh, Mm. drawing from personal experience so method acting is like the extreme of Stanislavski if I understand it correctly
1: there we go my smart pun landed (laughs) yep yep
0: just just stick with it man you would have been fine (laughs) Um, yeah but good cool Uh,
1: but yeah in the other calm before the storm moment Varys and Tyrion as well oh yeah this just really makes me lament that Varys never made a more outward power play, you know? Mm. He just sort of felt like he bowed his time throughout the series until he got burnt to a fucking crisp. Well, he
0: was never trying to win the throne, I don't think. He was all like, I want to see the right person up there. Mm. Uh, which, for a while, he was you know, backing Tyrion, and then he switched to Daenerys for reasons. And, uh, yeah, it, then he was on fire. The yeah. End. Yeah. Although, uh, interesting... Um, fan theory about varus is that he's actually a squid person because you never see his legs and he makes some vague reference when someone says they'll throw him in the ocean he's like oh if you throw him in the ocean you might be unpleasantly surprised <laughs> something like that. there's more to it than that but um, obviously never came about but meh. it's
1: okay i didn't need my cock i'm very into hentai
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean he found a way out that's all good
1: i did like the foreshadowing as well i will tell you about how i got my dick cut off one day
0: yep how i got cut
1: word for word yep
0: <laughs> uh but yeah even then he's got a great line it's like i always hated the bells they signal invasions and death of kings and turns like and weddings like exactly <laughs> same thing
1: actually i was thinking that when davos goes uh, someone goes oh the bells and he's like well they don't mean surrender and i just wanted him to go it means a wedding
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Wait, who is it
1: did anyone bring anything fuck
0: ah we've got to turn back and get a proper present
1: (laughs) can't just show up here with thousands of men and no gift
0: Mm -hmm. uh also what are we gonna
1: give them the puke bucket
0: (laughs) (laughs) so we could give them the puke. that was a joke can't give them the puke bucket we all contributed that's that's true we all pitched in and got you this bucket of puke (laughs) that's where you let us (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm for it. Uh also in this scene, there's a bit where uh Pod's putting on Tyrion's armor, and I like that Tyrion is at this point is Hand of the King and his armor has this kind of hand theme going all around. Oh, it. yeah. Uh yes, and just a quick bit on armor because we also see uh Seesaw is wearing hers, and she's got yeah. uh what what you might call boob plate, where each boob is, is cupped by an armor that kind of goes you know in the middle. Uh so I recently watched an interesting uh YouTuber called uh Jill Brup. B- B-E-A-R-U-P. Bayrup? I'm not sure. Point is, she um, is a fight choreographer, and so like d- analyzes movie fights and talks about them. She was talking about boob plate anima, how it's fucking terrible because it directs a blade directly to your heart if you get stabbed in the boob.
1: Oh, right.
0: And if you fall down, you're going to crack your sternum. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So, I'm like, oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. So, obviously, Cersei's is more decorative because, but even then, she is wearing it for protection of some degree. Mm. And uh, no, it's garbage. So, don't wear that. Apparently,
1: <laughs> so you'd want one that doesn't exactly shape, but it just like contours. A,
0: yeah, they're just domes over the boobs uh, yeah. that would deflect a blow away, mm. uh, like armor is supposed to.
1: Yeah, it kind of draws a target as well doesn't it yeah
0: absolutely so yeah that was something like oh yeah never thought about that (laughs) (laughs) that's cool i like learning random facts about pointless bits of trivia um yeah and that has been thrones of games fashion corner wink (laughs) uh yeah man where do we go from here there's so much more violence to cover
1: (laughs) yeah well i mean green explosion um once they get onto the um shores as well Mm. like and throughout the rest of the episode, there are just a series of cuts that are just devastatingly awesome. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, the first one where they run up to the wall, a guy shoves like a large rock off, and you see it just obliterate a dude's head. And it's that kind of violence where you give the kind of, sh- well, I wasn't, like, giving the kind of shocked laugh of just, yeah. oh, shit.
1: yeah. <laughs> Like it's it's almost surprising to me that they went there and they produced mm. this because, like in a few episodes, these moments have been one, two, maybe three. There were yeah, probably we're probably going to forget to name some.
0: There was a seasons worth of violence in one episode. <laughs> and it
1: was amazing. I think that's maybe why yeah the finale was a bit of a snoozer. They just needed to calm down a bit after that.
0: Yeah, fair. Just be like, okay, everyone settle. You just saw the most mind-blowing episode you'll see possibly in this entire show.
1: Yeah. And Tyrion, again, using his height to his advantage and just absolutely de-legging a dude.
0: Uh, if I have, again, one complaint or one of my my third complaint, that leg really comes off very easily. Mm. <laughs> just kind of pops it. And it's like, boom.
1: <laughs> yeah, for someone who only ever watched someone else chop wood with an axe. I, like
0: like, I chopped wood once. I oh, know. I watched Jamie do it. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I'm not sure of the mechanics of that either because I think an axe, like, um, it's not meant to go straight through either. Like, it Mm. is meant to sort of, like, dig a bit, and that's why it kind of goes wide. I don't know. I don't know weaponry.
0: Yeah, I don't know axe attacking. I just know that you don't use a wood axe to axe people like you would a battle axe.
1: Yeah, and it probably would get stuck somewhere in the bone region. Oh, yeah. Bones
0: are a problem. <laughs> uh, and then, even then, the hound like cleaves a guy in twain. Oh. It's like, whew. And then has that whole moment where a guy who's on fire runs towards him, and he's just shell-shocked, and that's when he pieces out of the entire battle. Yeah. Uh, but then that gets sniped by Bronn, who gets some... Uh, kick-ass stabbing in
1: yeah absolutely and i do love this contrast as well with the hound and him like having that disagreement earlier in the episode mm. and now um yeah the hound with all his fucking menace and fucking giant sword like yeah the little quick guy with his tiny sword and arrows fucking yeah saved his hide
0: yeah everyone's got their point of fear you know uh, the hound it's when that guy's on fire we see Braun when he's in that prison cell and that girl poisons him and he's like i yeah. gave up give me the antidote mm. you
1: know no that's right um but yeah, especially with the Hound, you know, a dude on fire, that's relatively un uh, scary well, compared to, like, watching y- y- yourself cleave people in half.
0: Fire is his thing, man.
1: Like, not only did he do someone uh, uh, horizontally, but yep. he also went diagonally. Pretty sneaky, h- Hound.
0: <laughs> hey. Yeah, and I think uh, Stannis gets a dude where he just kind of cleaves from the eyebrows mm. across straight off. It's like, oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Like, like, yeah, there were two different kinds of beheadings in this. No, three. Because, yeah, we see a couple of people get straight from the neck, you know, the classic. The classic. And, yeah, the dome one that Stannis did, and then fucking... Oh, and Pod! Jesus Christ! How
0: do we not talk about this yet? So, I mean, it gets referenced later on when Tyrion, like, rewards him and all that, saying he speared a guy in the back of the head, but to see it... And I love how this was done as well, because you know, he gets that slash and hits Tyrion and Tyrion goes down, and then this guy just face basically erupts with this Mm. spear. That I also like that it breaks. Yeah. Like he stabbed the guy and it obviously it snapped when he did it. And I like that. It's a good detail of that's what a person does to a weapon when you jam it right through them.
1: Yeah, it felt a bit more real. Like I loved a lot of the violence from this, but like there were certain moments like that which actually felt real. Where mm. yeah, the thing swords going it's, straight through bones are yeah, bit- exactly.
0: Like, like in direct contrast to where Tyrion taps a guy on a leg with an axe and the leg comes off. Yeah. This was like. Yeah, a person is supposed to have a natural defense. That's what the skull is for. Mm. And so you jam a weapon into it. It's going to break. And so it gives it a much more tactile sense from the fact that it had a physical cost to the you know the weapon and probably the armor and the effort. Yeah. You know, so when you can't sh- when you need it to be needed to be a surprise, when you can't show someone physically driving it forward and the effort there, you show the effort in the aftermath of the weapon breaking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, just like amazing and i was, like, i just screamed in that moment i was just like hey pod <laughs> it's
0: my boy yeah. it's my boy pod
1: <laughs> oh yeah another fucking uh medal of uh, honor you know he, he he's awesome he mm. has one of the greatest runs throughout the entire show
0: yep yep uh we all love pod uh man i think any other moments of violence well, oh shall boy. we? Shall we just troll through notes? Uh, yeah,
1: I think violence, like you said, it's taking on most up most of this as we episode. Go yeah, uh, again,
0: yeah, it's most of the episode. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's a bit where um, Sir Old Guy, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just Pacell, highlighting that note. <laughs> yeah, is just like talking to C. So I'm like, is is he is he shooting his shot? Yeah, because like, uh, he's all like, you know, uh, mace is here to heal, but it is also about uh, <laughs> other things that we can do. I think boy is shooting his shot. All right, you go for it, Captain Old Guy. Then he's like, no, deadly nightshade. If you take drops of this, you'll die. Mm.
1: And, you know, we've talked a lot about the evolution of uh, Seesaw's character and, you know, wearing Valley Girl moment at the moment. Like, in this moment, yeah, she's curt but still kind of polite with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas, yeah, in future, she's just curt. She's just like, fuck off. She has no patience for this senile old fucking jittery fool. Mm -hmm. Like. And she doesn't hear either, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this interaction as well. as Absolutely.
0: Um, next up, I've got a bit where, okay, so the uh, prostitute that Bronn is with compliments his voice, and mm. I'm pretty sure he's actually in like an 80s band. I can't remember what it's called, though. I'll look wow. it up for later. Yeah.
1: That's like discovering that Ricky Gervais was in an 80s band.
0: Mm. Yes, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. With the uh, they were ringing the bells and Sanus's men on the ship just start playing drums like drum <laughs> solo. <laughs> yes,
1: it was really cool, and it does that great thing with Game of Thrones score as well. That um, yeah, it takes those war drums as well and then incorporates it into the score. Um, hmm. Like I even felt like they were doing that when they the army finally landed on the shores, where the score was almost incorporating the Rah! from the army as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think we say enough about how awesome the score of Game of Thrones it's is. It's true. We
0: talk about the individual songs, but the score is usually amazing. Yeah. So that's, again. I think we've had a couple of complaints where they, you know, uh, over-emote the movement at the moment. Mm. Uh, but I think that's an editing choice more than the score itself.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: So, yeah. Um, There's a great little back and forth where Joffrey is all like, Hound, tell my uncle I gave him an order. He's like, Loras, would you tell the (laughs) hound? Tell the king.
1: (laughs) Tell Lisa I just want a glass of maple syrup. Robert, you're not not
0: talking to Lisa. (laughs)
1: Bart, go to your room. Bart, tell your
0: brother to get off my case. Uh, when they're in the, like, the hold of the Red Keep, uh, Cersei is talking to Sansa and has a moment of, is your red flower still blooming? Mm. Which is our second example ever of Vag Talk. Wow. that? It's this, it's Vag Talk.
1: Not as comfortable with this being a reoccurring segment as cock talk, but sure. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm just being fair and even. We talk about you know nudity of all kinds, whether we want to. That's true. We're going to talk about. I mean, to be fair, usually we talk about cock talk when it's a metaphor for something. In this, it's quite literal. So she's using a metaphor to talk about a literal thing. It's not quite the same, but hey, it's, yeah, it's there.
1: Red flower is blooming. Yep. Mm.
0: Subtle, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, again, what like,
1: in the room full of women, come on, some decorum, see- seesaw. You know, if you
0: can't be just flat and honest there when you're in a room full of women, I guess there's one dude of ill and pain, the stone-faced dude who's just going <laughs> to murder them all. Mm. It would It be really funny if he's like, look, I came here to kill you if I had to, but I do not want to listen to your lady talk, all right?
1: <laughs> um, <gasps> excuse me. Sorry, awkward guy in the room. <laughs> I, I'll <laughs> just leave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, oh, whoops. <laughs> he just suddenly goes full office. Yeah. <laughs>
1: stares at the camera yep and they have a juggler guy down there for some reason as yeah, well yeah
0: well that's the guy who later on gives the necklace to Sansa that's used to point so, yeah, he he's, like, in the background of a few things, I think. Uh, and they're just kind of keeping him around because he's important later. Whether they knew that, I don't know. But oh, I, I
1: just assumed that I recognized him as an extra on something else. Yeah, of course.
0: Now, apparently he's, uh, I think the polls from One Good Thing were saying he's, like, some kind of uh, well-known comedic actor in England. because. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone in England gets to show up on everything sooner or later. <laughs> um, it's just a thing. It's a very small island. The national aren't English, though, are they? No. Huh. There yeah.
1: you go. Something weird actually on BigSoftTitty.png. Demi mentioned that it's weird for her to think that Peter Dinklage is American. I'm like, huh? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I spent so long with him, yeah, being an English person here that I kind of forgot that too.
0: Yeah, I mean, and we know him best from Thirty Rock before this.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: He's part of the UN, but um, you know, that's right. Yeah, a lot of things are like that. It's like oh yeah, and it's like um, nope, forgotten.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yep. All good. Another Cersei line that I liked anyway was, um, and it was about, yeah, her father Tywin was like, oh, he believes in the gods. He just doesn't like them very much. I'm like, huh. (laughs) I think that might sum up my feelings. (laughs) Yeah, because when they're all
0: praying and she's like, oh, the gods have no mercy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you have to remember things like ancient Greek gods, they were like, they weren't thought of, you know, helpful. They were thought of as being all powerful and kind of dicks because they could be. Yeah. Um, but you just dealt with it and moved on. And maybe they'll help you out if they feel like it. They well, probably won't.
1: Well, because, yeah, I mean, like, at best, I think uh, the idea of a god not to get too far down into religious talk, mm-hmm. you know, could just be, yeah, you know... religious
0: talk is not a segment on this show.
1: Ah, so it isn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, or is it, Peep pew, pew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But, yeah, at best, if there is, there's got to be a series of them. I don't... There can't be one, but, yeah, the idea that they aren't all loving and all, like, you got to believe in their love and, like... Oh, cool. That's actually kind of uh, liberating. (laughs)
0: Mm. Yeah, to believe they're around. Just, you know, don't really care as much as you're told in other uh, religions. Yeah. But yeah, what's this? It's that. It's religion talk. (laughs) Um, Yeah, one thing I'm very curious about, and God, I hope we cover it, is the uh, old guy who seems to be in love with fire. <laughs> so when Tyrion's about to set Who's off Who's this guy? I know when Tyrion's about to set off uh the, the, the wildfire in Blackwater Bay, mm. some guy just runs up, he's like, yes, here's the flame you ass. <laughs> like, like he doesn't say that, but his expression says that. He's like, Oh yeah. Who are you? I need your entire backstory right now.
1: <laughs> oh, fire guy. Like I, I hope we get to see more of him. Like, I'm getting the impression that this is a very enthusiastic extra that won a competition I, or something. I don't but...
0: know. I, I, I'm going to assume that he's the one who, like, knew where the stores of wildfire were or something like that. Sure. Um, I really hope we get some explanation. I want him to be, like, the guy who is always suggesting fire. Mm. So they're all like, uh, so, I don't know, what do you guys want to do with it? I thought we could start a fire. Look, w- we're not just going to start a fire. That's not a, okay, that's not much of a, you know, thing. Like, it's Valentine's Day. What do I do, Bonfire? fire? Stop it!
1: Jeffrey's wedding coming up. What should we fire. serve?
0: We should give them Flaming, flame mignon, No, which is actually on fire. And Bomb Alaska, which is on fire. And those shots that are on fire.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Marasco cherries covered in brandy that are on fire. This guy with the fire. Although the cherries sound nice. Mm. Yeah, that's what I want him to be. That guy who, like, instead of always saying, hey, what if we just got stoned instead, is just, yeah. like, fire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why light a joint when we can light each other? We can light the world. <laughs> if he talks anything other than this, I will be so
0: disappointed. <laughs> better
1: down, better down to the ground.
0: Yeah, yeah he's the leprechaun from Ralph's hallucinations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so i if he's not at least somewhere else in this series, I'm going to be so angry, and I'll be writing a strongly worded letter to HBO.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your series, 12-odd years ago now.
0: Yep. I want more fire. I want to know. (laughs) You're looking for spinoffs? I will fucking write it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, I'm running out of notes here, um, but I did like at the end of the battle when started, it started feeling like the all is lost moment where as they were dropping the rocks, they were starting to miss as well. Yeah. like I think there were just some little touches yeah. like that were showing- Rocks
0: were getting smaller and they weren't being as effective.
1: Yeah, and just nice ways of showing the battle swing the other way, the door almost coming down from the uh, reverse Trojan horse they were shoving into the door. What was that?
0: That's a battering ram.
1: With a horse head on the end of it?
0: Yeah, sometimes they decorated the front of battering rams for just reasons, yeah, sure. I guess. And again, it's the stag. That's Stannis' logo. Oh, it was a stag? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I was going to say it looked like a horse. Well, yeah. It's well, they couldn't too... give it the
0: big, you know, normal antlers because that wouldn't mm. ram properly, so... Yeah, but I do like how they landed and then flipped the boat upside down uh, mm. as cover, and that was also the cover for the battering ram. That was cool. Yeah. I'm assuming that's pulled straight from history as well. That seems like something they would do.
1: Good tactic. hmm But, yeah... I, yeah, total reverse Trojan horse there, where yeah, yep. you're not trying to sneak a horse as a present in there, you're just using it to fucking bash the door down and get in there. Well, see. that was the
0: original plan. They were like, okay, what we do is we build this horse and then we put it on a hill and it rolls down and rams into the doors. Awesome. So uh, then their, their base isn't at the bottom of the hill. Who who would do that? Shit. Oh, well, just climb inside of it. We'll see if they want it as a gift.
1: Is that really what happened in that no. story? Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, I'm
0: just riffing on the Iliad because it's fun. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Estery. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be out though.
0: Yeah, no, I believe I am out as well. Uh, Sorry,
1: I just had a moment. Um, uh, because uh, the uh, we've mentioned a couple of times that uh, Nikolaj Woster, whoever, Jamie Lannister. Uh, Nikolaj, 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 Stanislavski, <laughs> Nikolaj. Um, how I'd mentioned that he was cast as playing Joel in the Last mm-hmm. of Us series. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Uh, that was just a, a heavily believed rumour oh, that wow. I accidentally bought in on the, the bullshit of. It was announced the other day that Pedro Pascal will be playing Joel in the HBO series The Last of Us.
0: Who's Pedro Pascal? Uh,
1: um, Not Diego Montoya, but he killed the mountain... That guy, I forgot what his name in this show was.
0: Oh, oh, what the... Uh, Suave fucking, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, his name has completely left my brain. Um, and Martel. There we go. Who's also the Mandalorian, apparently. Also the that Mandalorian. That dude is having a good career. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: And um, uh, if you haven't as well, check him out in the community. They did a table read version of Pierce's funeral where he played Walter Goggins part. And he had such a hard time getting through the vial of semen speeches. (laughs) It's incredible. Anyway, so Pedro Pascal is playing uh, Joel. And so you didn't know this.
0: No, no. I mean, I I, I saw him trending on Twitter, but I don't understand Twitter yet. (laughs)
1: You'll get there. Uh, Did you see uh, whose casting choice for Ellie was trending? No.
0: Bear Island girl, <gasps> sick, <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> oh wow! Well, she doesn't need him. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: she can hold her fucking own. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Although,
0: like, I, I mean, I don't know how old Bear Island girl was in Bear in the in the show. I just assume she was maybe twelve, and therefore would be like eighteen now or something. Maybe she maybe she doesn't age like mm. Maisie Williams. Yeah, possibly. I'm just, I'm just I haven't seen it since the show, so I'm curious what she looks like. She needs to look about. 14, 16, how old's Ellie, roughly? Something like
1: uh, that. I thought about 13 or 14 in the first Last of Us and then yeah, definitely yeah. 18 or 19 in the second one.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's like, right, that's, that's cool. I'm looking forward to that now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Should we throw in the brain news as well? or
0: Yeah, no, I was going to. All right, so uh, Brianna of Tarth, whose real name I have not looked up because I couldn't be bothered. Uh, <laughs> she's Brianna of Tarth, or, you know, uh, Tilda Swanson on this show, mm-hmm. uh, has been cast in uh, the set, the Netflix adaptation of The Sandman by Neil Gaiman to play Lucifer shit yeah yeah so it's not a big role it's only d- probably depending on what they do with the character maybe a few episodes but um it's an it's a hell of an interesting pick and the way lucifer's portrayed in uh the sandman is very almost david bowie-esque in the sense like this this blonde uh, rock star kind of look yeah um so i really like that pick because i imagine they're gonna play her maybe slightly androgynous mm. um so yeah that's gonna be interesting and i think i think she'll knock it out of the park i'm looking forward to seeing that uh, more so than i already was, so.
1: Oh wow! Oh man! Um, and uh, maybe that's uh, our next series—is yeah, catching up on all the uh, things that Game of Thrones prominent stars got cast in afterwards. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I think Antwi Lannister is in there, but I forget as who. But it's uh, not as prominent, not as interesting as a role. So yeah. Ah,
1: oh, interesting. Yeah, there we it, go. Oh,
0: yes. So yes, that is all the things that we know of r- rumor mill wise. Yep. Ah, uh, but if that puts you out of notes and that puts me out of notes, then we must ask our final question: How did we get here?
1: Well, BT, apparently the next episode is called The Prince of Winterfell. Uh So we are getting far away from this stuff and we're going back to the Winterfell place. Cold, cold area. um, Is that just Jon Snow?
0: Uh, I'm going to guess, and sorry to not make a joke here, but this might be the one where Theon takes Winterfell. Oh, right, right, right. right. Because we've seen him lose it, but we've not seen him take it. So that might be either him taking it or him struggling to hold it.
1: Wow, what a short... uh, uh, rain, if that's
0: what it is. Yeah, not long at all. But until then, I've been BT calloway that's been late Joe O'Neill. Goodbye! And for now our watch is